1: North-South Connection audio, video, welcome to what I absolutely cannot believe is the 20th episode of the Multiverse of Fabulousness. My name is Johnny C. And of course, with me as always, the man who told me in private, and I promised I wouldn't tell, but I did, the man who loves to be on the receiving end of a big ending, Mr. Keithy Langston. (laughs) How
0: dare you? How dare you say those things to me out loud? I told I ha- you that in
1: confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to do it because I think, like a lot of folks, love is in the air. Love is in the air. It's February, mm-hmm. and uh, even though Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day has passed, I'm feeling love. You're feeling love. Sure. Uh, we, we privately enjoyed some love before we started recording. Well, we were recording, but <laughs> that's not for public consumption. No, not at all. So... <laughs> Uh, here at the Multiverse of Fabulousness, if it's your first time, you know, we traverse the multiverse for pop culture variants. There's gotta be a planet out there, Keith, uh, that is that is based around love. And it and I think we're gonna call it Earth Love. And on sure. that earth, there's a version of Johnny C. and Keith Langston that exists that host a podcast about the things we love about wrestling that you probably don't, or that might start an argument, or that might go against the grain of what is quote-unquote correct internet wrestling opinions. Uh And uh, we're going to shatter that shit uh, all up in that ass. Keithy and I have produced uh, a list of 10 items, uh, just all centered around the world of wrestling, that are things that we individually love that you might not. You might. And that's cool. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like... AEW fans probably hate them all. Mm, That's a low blow. Um, But, you know, it's that sort of list. We're not creating anything fantastical this time. It's all reality based. Just sort of wanted to have a a conversation about the wrestling world since we spent so much time in fantasy land the last couple months, Keith.
0: Absolutely. And I think I, I agree wholeheartedly. It's it's always good to kind of level set. That's a good uh, business word that a lot of my, my boss uses all the time. Let's level set. Let's just get back to the basics. Let's get back to reality and we can just, uh, you know, come up with, uh, some things like you said, AEW fans are probably going to hate several things on my list. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see how many people hate everything on your list. So,
1: (laughs) well, you know, my, I I was looking at my list and I was like, God, I hope this shit's not redundant. Now, as I've been, and I'm sure you have, Keith, we've been watching a lot of content here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. My favorite videos so far are the No Holds Barred music draft mm. for the for the themes. Yes. In that video, in those videos, they have made it abundantly clear that here at the uh, No-So Network, we abide by the religion of cobra or yes. snake, if you sure. will. if you So, will. As, so as usual, we're going to go through this thing snake style. Mm. Yes. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second?
0: I'll go first. I'll fire us off with the first one. Um, And the only reason I say that is because recently on an episode of making Mount Rushmore on the PTB pop feed, um, I got two times, two of my two of my picks got taken away from me. So um, I want to make sure I don't give you one right off the bat. So um, I think you and I talked about that we were going to go from the. Uh, least offensive to the most offensive,
1: I believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like for me, ten through six is like, ah, that's cool, man. That's your opinion. Five sure. is a is a pivot, and then four through one's like somebody was gonna throw a punch at me and kick me mm-hmm. in the head.
0: All right, so I will go off with what I believe is my least offensive top ten thing. Here's one. Of, here's my number ten top ten thing about pro wrestling that I love, even though I probably shouldn't. Um, and that is two out of three fall matches. Mm. Yes, okay. and I, I am a fan. I'm a sucker for a two-out-of-three fall. Not so much the series matches, although I do like those, but I don't feel that a lot of people – I don't feel that those are as passe as, say, a two-out-of-three falls matchup. But uh, for my money, you cannot beat two-out-of-three falls. I think um, – And it is usually it is very stereotypical with one fall goes to one person or team. The next fall goes to the other team. And then, you know, you usually have whatever the result is. But uh, I still love them. I still think they're fantastic. I think for my money, the best I've ever seen is probably the Saturday night's main event of Demolition and the Brain Busters and then Demolition and the Heart Foundation at SummerSlam 90. So Demolition in both in the top two of my two, two out of three.
1: Yeah, SummerSlam 90 is the first one I ever saw, and I was so confused at first. Uh, but it's it's kind of funny, and I don't know that I'll do this for everyone, but since I diff- like, I'm like i on the con on this one. Now, yeah. I'm not egregious by it. The Three Stages of Hell is fantastic. Mm. Um, I'd like to see that brought back. It, it, you, and you hit the nail on the head for me. I, I have a hard time not realizing it's going to follow the formula. Yeah. All right? So okay. um, But at the same time, when The Three Stages of Hell elevates it to the point where it's like oh cool i'm gonna see these two competitors in different stipulations but that summer 90 all-time classic to me it's mm-hmm. it's the first you know plus it's got crush yeah you know <laughs> and all that shit. And, and i'm a sucker for crush but that's that's a good low level personal thing yes. mm-hmm. and i appreciate you for sharing because sharing things like these can be hard sharing is caring <clears throat> that's right <laughs> mine is a little less conceptual and a little more a specific event i for some reason even though i'm not i wouldn't consider myself like a very i mean i i feel very lucky to be you know in a country that allows freedoms but i wouldn't call myself like patriotic okay like luger duggan those gimmicks just i want to puke for some reason number 10 i love the debut of the patriot in the wwf (laughs) Because it's in the heart of the Canadian U.S. <laughs> war. I just took I took a note and I rewatched the segment. It's on the July 14th episode of 97 of Raw. Uh-huh, yep. And the Hart Foundation comes out and they lay out all their match stipulations for SummerSlam. Uh-huh. Brett says the SummerSlam three times. Uh-huh. And then Austin comes out and just stands on the ramp. They play, they're in Texas, they play his music, and they're like, who's gonna team with Stone Cold? Shamrock comes out. HB, or Then the Patriot comes out in, a, yep. in the black mask. And, and he was associated with Michaels coming back yep. and Sid coming back randomly. Yep. Yep. And they just stand there and the crowd goes crazy. And mm-hmm. to me, I bought into the Patriot right then and there. <laughs> okay. Although I hated that promo where he's like, my face. <laughs> you, I don't know if you remember that one. Uh, the, like, great, the great Del Wilkes.
0: What do we wh- – gone gone too soon or maybe gone right when he should have uh depending yeah. on who you ask um i mean yeah i i mean i it's it's no secret i'm a big fan of uh global <laughs> and i was i was and of course he was all over global back in the day and then of course i was a bigger fan of the dark patriot which was uh eddie gilbert's less impressive brother doug so um yeah no, the patriot
1: it d- didn't make the list, but I swear to God, when you said Dark uh, Patriot, I'm a, I was a fan of the uh, multiple Sinkaras as well. Yeah. <laughs> like like an e- having an evil version of yourself? Yes. It's badass, man. They,
0: they did. They missed that opportunity with uh, Evil Doink and Good Doink. I mean, that would have been great if they had Evil Doink come back. But, I mean, at that point, there was no way that uh, you know, Matt Bowen was coming back to the company. So. No. I, although cocaine's
1: a hell of a drug. Yeah, cocaine, hell of a drug. Um, So I guess with Snake Style, that means I have to go next. You do. Now, I consider this very much probably something I'll get a lot of buy-in from, but I can Mm -hmm. see why the purists get mad. Number nine, uh, uh, clear, plain, and simple. I don't need a ton of explanation. WCW Uh, mini-movies. Masters of the Powerbomb, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal, White Castle of Fear, Lost in Cleveland. Yep. I mean, what's Ah, not to love? It's not hot. Plus, I live like near like White Castle. Oh, Uh, well, I think it's a Cincinnati based company. I might be wrong. Uh, It's disgusting. Okay, you'll shit for days if you eat it. You're not getting any Valentine's if you get White Castle. Mm. Uh, But at the same time, those movies are ridiculously stupid. Yeah. And and I love them for all the right reasons. Spin the wheel, make the deal. The best is when they're on the beach and the British Bulldog and Sting are playing volleyball with some kidsters and the Bulldog tries to rescue Sting from an exploding boat. Yep. Shades of WCW Marvel issue three.
0: Yes. Um the less that's said about that, uh, the more the better, I think. Um I am definitely not a huge fan uh of all of them, but I am sure. a fan of some of them. I, I was a huge fan of the original spin the wheel, make the deal. And, um, obviously the lost in Cleveland, I loved everything that Cactus Jack did. And, um, he did a, he was in a spin the wheel, make the deal, I think with Vader, right? uh, uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was great, but yeah, the, the beach, the beach segment was beyond goofy. And I think that, um, I feel like that the entire – that ep- remember that episode of uh, – Bay- uh, not Baywatch. What's the show that Hogan used to do? Thunder in Paradise?
1: Oh, it was no, it off. was Baywatch. Wasn't it Baywatch? There was an episode of Baywatch where they filmed it at Bash at the Beach. Yeah. And they it got, got a- Savage doing ADR in the match. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> come on. I'll get I'll you c- Flair. I'll consider those mini-movies as well,
1: so. Did you ever see the WCW All-Nighter where they had the slumber party? Eric oh. Bischoff and Tony in the brain. And I think Gordon solely. Oh God. And they showed best of matches. That's the oh, first time I Jesus. ever saw the Halloween Havoc Thunderdome. I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to get off topic. Yeah. The, no. the chief has ordered me to stay on target yes. as they say in a new hope. So right. uh, you're nine. Um,
0: I am going to go with um, this one is kind of another really not it's announcers announcing where they're from either where they're filming from or where they're live from. So, you know, here we are in Houston, Texas. Like, of course, those are like shouting out back to the days of superstars and wrestling challenge. And but they did it for a while on Raw. And then it's just it seemed to be something that has phased out. Um, I really I, I think it's not that most people don't like it. I think it's just most people don't care. But I always liked it. And there's a reason why this was my number nine. And it's because my number eight kind of goes along with it. Um, and I can, and I'll, I'll give you that number eight and then I'll let you comment on nine and eight. And it's, um, what Pete. Pete and I refer to on GFA live as chamber of commerce, Vince McMahon. So it's whenever Vince would come on and he would announce that like a city had a suspension bridge or, you know, that the, like one of Pete's favorite things is whenever Vince would announce that Tiffany was coming to town. So it was just like, you know, and, and I think that those, those are kinds of things that have obviously gone away, but I do, I do love those. I do love it. It's, it's just, it feels very home to me. I always, and I don't think when I was a kid, I ever realized that there was like three weeks in a row that they were at the Worcester, centrum it just didn't compute to me so you know i guess it's okay i was all right but yeah i i miss those days of chamber of commerce vince or whoever the lead announcer is and of course announcing where they're where they are live from or where they're filming from
1: no i'm definitely on board with enjoying those things uh a side effect or a subset you're not going to get any argument on nine i mean what's the point live it up like like tell me you're here Points. like okay so i I, for some reason, I, I notice a lot when shows are from Evansville, Indiana. Okay. Now, because I used to have a uh, family there, or I still do. To this day, I have some, some, fam- some, in- my in-laws live there. Okay. Yeah. And so whenever I hear it, I'm like, God, that place got a show? That place sucks. No offense to them. They're <laughs> nice people. But it's like, uh, so when they're like, we're in Dayton, we're in Fort Wayne. Like when you're, yeah. especially when you're around, it's like, oh, I could have maybe gone to that show. Um, It brings me. You know, cohesion and anything that Vince McMahon does to uh, do some brand synergy with mm-hmm. the local town, whether it's wearing a gigantic cowboy hat yep. or being like, Hershey, Pennsylvania, home of the Hershey. Let's get some chocolate, That's you know, right. stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm on board for that nonstop. I'm here for it.
0: I love it. <laughs> All right. So uh,
1: that, leads, that leads to you. OK, so number eight. And I, I was like, oh, should this really have been number eight? I feel like this should have been higher. You know what, guys? I like WrestleMania 2 and WrestleMania 11. Okay? Uh, We did WrestleMania 2 for the Cronoso project. I like all three main events and the tag title. That's four matches on a show that's less than three. So what's the problem? Mm. Plus, we've got every D grade celebrity on the Sun. They got the Where's the Beef lady who doesn't even say it. She's like, Where? (laughs) You know, like she fucks it up. She misses the (laughs) cue. Her. Herb does a little, you know, jig. (laughs) Herb. I missed WrestleMania Eleven live, but I kept hearing about it because it broke barriers. Lawrence Taylor, yada yada yada. Yeah. Um and I felt so left out. So when it came out on VHS, I rented it and I was like, this is the pinnacle of wrestling. I should get back into this. And I eventually did. Still never seen Salt and Peppa's performance. If anyone out there can send me a link or comment down below. For the love of God, I can't die without seeing it, because that's the last piece of the puzzle. Plus, it's got Nick DeTaro. Hey, I'm Nick DeTaro uh-huh. doing interviews. That's so, right. Get over it. Sure, they're not the best, but they're not bad.
0: No. They're not bad. I Is would it? agree. I think that I, I I mean, I'll even go I'll even go one step further and say that I enjoy a lot of two, eleven, nine. Uh, even what's 26. Is that the one that the rock hosted and that the Miz and John Cena was the main event? 27, 27.
1: Chad was there. Sorry, Chad.
0: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of those things that I do enjoy. Um, the overall, I mean, obviously it's the same thing in the same breath. You could say there are things about 17 that I don't love, you know? And, um, and it's just because I think that there's, there's things you can pick and choose. I'll be honest with you. My favorite WrestleMania is probably WrestleMania seven because it was the one that I, I remember it was the first one I watched live. So it means something to me historically for that. And it's just, I think all of those matches, there's a lot of great bangers on that match, like the opening tag match and even like Virgil DiBiase. And there's, there's there's a lot of heat. There's a, I mean, the Savage Warriors, probably one of the best matches that the two of them have ever been involved in. It's in a
1: contention for top five of all time.
0: Exactly, and I think that even the Hogan like Slaughter's working his ass off in that match, and he does not look that terrible as 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 an opponent for Hogan. So I think Gorilla, that
1: Gorilla and Bobby plus Lord Al for a shimmy.
0: Yeah, and then um, you had Hacksaw doing a doing a match. You had freaking Regis Feldman at the end there. I mean, I think it's a, overall it's a great WrestleMania. And but as far as the old, you know, getting back to what you were saying about some of the other ones, I think it's great. I think they're great. And there's a lot of good moments. Um, you know, it's also, it was a t- it was a sign of the times. I mean, there was things that they did during those that they thought was going to be different, and obviously things didn't pan out as
1: well, so. Uh, just a quick thing about Seven, then I have to ask you an important WrestleMania-based question. It doesn't age well, but I love the Regis. You, Tenru Rue. You, Catal. Plus, the Ultimate Warrior got this Ultimate win. That's right. And... Uh, although it's no longer on Peacock, the instant replay debate between George Steinbrenner and... Um, yes. So I've been listening to No-So a long time before I was a, did this shit and a place to be as well. The debate, eternal debate, is always 17 and 19. Yeah. I understand that. So many No-So guys swing 19. You're never going to talk me into 19 over 17 because I don't no. care about work rate. I mean, I do and I don't. But 17 is like... I don't want to call it citizen Kane, but it's like, no, it's, it, it's not, it, 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 it's the
0: citizen Kane. I think of WrestleMania's, I think I would agree with that. And the reason why I think is because it's perfect for the era. It's even though it's not as much of like a car crash as like, or even though there are a lot of car crashes in it, I, I mean, you just have waste. You have so many matches on there that just sell the friggin' show, you know? Um, you got what Regal and Jericho. You got Angle and Benoit. You got Undertaker and Triple H. You yeah. have obviously Austin and Rock. You got the friggin' McMahon and McMahon. I mean, it's so many good match. Even the gimmick battle, even hat- the battle gimmick battle, gimmick battle, battle royal, battle, the hardcore match. You Did have you say TLC-, TLC?
1: Yeah,
0: is it TLC two? That's TLC. TLC one or TLC two? I mean, everything about that is just. Un, actually, it's not even t, it's technically it's not even TLC, but it is technically TLC one because it's the first time they used all three. And but, it was an
1: upgrade because they each had a, a third member that could get involved.
0: Exactly. I mean, overall, I think that is just it defined a general it's it's probably one of the only WrestleManias is that really defined a generation. And oddly enough, it's what most people consider to be the end of that generation, which is. You know, a lot of people consider it to be the end of the Attitude Era, the coup de
1: grace, if you will. So, And, the, and yeah. even if you uh, subscribe to the fact that they both have a bad ending, uh Austin turning heel, uh a botched moon, uh, uh, shooting star press. Well, one is a story you disagree with. One's a straight up botch from the biggest match of the year. So,
0: yeah, the story. I mean, and you know what? I'll be honest. At the time, I didn't hate. Austin turning on the rock. I thought, because I thought it made the story perfect because he went into and they did the whole thing in the pre-match package where they say, I got, I got to win this rock. I need this belt. You know, like,
1: I need more than you can imagine.
0: I need to beat you. Yeah. And so it made it seem possible that that was exactly what Austin needed to do. So yes.
1: Plus my way. All right. Uh, I think I have to go again. I will try to keep this one quicker. So on April 10th, 2000, the world changed forever. I had forgotten that what I was going to say happened on the same night as the WCW reboot. This is not the reboot. Johnny C's not going to talk about Russo, okay? I am okay. the Batman. There, it's over. On the same night on Monday Night Raw, Keith, one of my favorite matches of all time took place. Triple H defending the WWF Championship against Taka Mishinoku. <laughs> I had a friend over who was wrestling adjacent. We... Yeah. He- believe. There and I rewatched it. I won't get into the nuts and bolts. There's so much interference. The APA come out, uh Big comes out. Uh we've had it in our head that everybody's out to get Triple H. The title changes like a hot potato anyway. Who's to say they don't give it to Taka until SmackDown? Just just to do it. It's not a five-star match. It's a five-star experience for me. I love it. I bit on the near fall. Fuck it. I don't care. I'll take it to the grave. I love Taka versus Triple H. Oh, that was mean. I didn't mean it that mean.
0: That is that is a that's a that is a good match. It, it was it, it and it was in that era when anything could happen. So right. I would agree. That's a that's a great great entry on your list here. Um uh, so for me, I think that's is this is what now my number seven. Um so this is kind of another old school thing where um and one of my kind of my bugaboos I have is I'm not a huge Jesse the Body Ventura fan, and I'll tell you why. I know this is like this is controversial statement. I mean, but it's because more or less is because I felt that he was he really did nothing more than just bully Vince McMahon. And I know that a lot of it was because Vince was the boss and he was probably the only person that could get away with doing it to Vince and everything. But I just didn't find his his things that he said as witty as like Bobby the Brain Heenan. And I know that Bobby kind of followed Jesse's, you know, modus operandi, but I just I liked Bobby better. So with that respect, with that I will say I always enjoyed the pairing of Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse because I always felt that that Gorilla Monsoon wouldn't take any of Jesse's shit during the pay-per-views like Vince would. Because Vince would get bullied by Jesse during during, during Superstars and like Saturday Night's main event. And Gorilla never had – he didn't have time for that. He would – and I almost feel like he didn't. He didn't have the same back and forth like he did with Bobby with like, I'm going to throw you out of here or whatever. You just knew he just didn't take his shit. And I felt like even those couple of pay-per-views that Tony Schiavone was doing it, Tony kind of took Jesse's shit. Gorilla didn't. So my thing is Gorilla Monsoon not taking any of Jesse's shit.
1: (laughs) And I just just loved it. (laughs) It's interesting because Jesse's almost like an Attitude Era style heel in a sense that he's too cool to hate. Yes. Whereas Brain and Gorilla, Gorilla's bigger, Bobby's tinier, but more so, it's more of like a, a duo. Yes. You know, you believe, like, Jesse would beat the shit out of Gorilla. I'm not trying to be mean, yeah, but it's no, like... Absolutely. You know. uh, so I, feel I get like that.
0: When, I feel like when, when Gorilla throws Bobby out of Monday Night Raw, that was like a legitimate, like, he legitimately put his hands on him and took him out, and Bobby, was, Bobby wasn't going to be able to fight it off, so...
1: It's yeah. more... Cl- Bobby and Gorilla is just a classic, like... Mm-hmm. You know, heroes, you know, the hero's journey is a classic thing. Yes. I mean, good, uh, big, good guy, uh, a tiny little bad guy who's smarter. You know, it, it it writes itself. So next on
0: my list here, I will say is um, and this is again, it's kind of an old school thing. Hasn't happened a ton recently, uh, but it's masked wrestlers who were once pre- who were previously banned act people. So, and I said, for like examples, like the midnight rider, the yellow dog. Yeah. Mr. America, the giant machine. And I always loved it because just like Mr. America, it was so blatantly obvious who it was under the mask. And it was, and that's one of the things I love that even though it's so cheesy and so stupid, I just love it. I love when you had a mass wrestler who either loses a or loser or leave town or He's out for some reason. He's suspended indefinitely. Remember when like John Cena was suspended and he was doing the house tour as Juan Cena? Yes. That's like the, that's the most recent incarnation I think of it was he was Juan Cena. And I don't remember if he was under a mask or I think he was under a mask. Like, I think he wore like a luchador mask, but he still had on like the jean shorts. So he was Juan Cena, John's Mexican cousin. So yeah, that's.
1: I'm all for it. Mr. America, I mean, it's just the right amount of cheese. The, the key thing, I think, is you need someone to correctly play off of. Like, Mr. America had Vince. That's clearly Hulk Hogan. Oh, dude, I, I mean, my, it says Mr. Look at the bell. It says Mr. America. I mean, it's but that's the thing. It's just so ridiculous. Uh, It, it, it hits just the right spot. Uh, I could see Seth Rollins being the heel in that scenario, doing it yes. to a baby face. He has, yeah. like, the perfect type of guy because he gets his buttons pushed well. Mm-hmm. Nah, no arguments for me, man. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. <laughs> Although you. I heard Yellow Dog failed, but it always cracks me up watching the pay-per-view and Jim Ross is like, oh, Yellow Dog, uh, and it's not Flying Brian. Well, it might be, but uh, it's no, Yellow Dog.
0: Not Flying Brian for University of Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: but he's got some bangle intensity, but it's Yellow Dog. <laughs> At least it's not that goddamn Octopus Man, Keith.
0: That's right. Oh, Jesus, oh, let's, let's talk about the Octopus Man. <laughs>
1: All right. Oh right way rumble. <laughs> all right. So my number six, and this is not a shameless plug. It just got added to the list a couple days ago, bumping an honorable mention of I love that China beat men for the Intercontinental title. That's all I'm gonna okay. say. You oh, can't yeah. talk about it. Right. An honorable yep. mention. Okay. I love halftime heat '99. <laughs> Who hated halftime heat? Well, that's that why. Was it's- fantastic like the whole show is tremendous uh it's got a good plot that runs through the entire thing okay here's here's the shit take though it's the attitude era version of the main event hogan versus andre the main event is a perfect show all three titles defended the world is watching halftime heat the big game is at halftime the world is watching and even vince knows that because i'm commentary he's like the rock take it on mankind what are you watching you might ask well it's Soap opera, it's a little bit of one life to live. It's Runner. It's Broadway meets opera. Like, he knows. And that's what made me feel like this show rules. It's a quick 48 minutes. You're in, you're out, just like the main event. Yep. It's not, look, it's not the main event, but it's the Attitude Era variant, in yep. my opinion. Great show. Great episode. Yep. Of Watch it. I just Absolutely. did a full podcast on on the new TNN. It's not a shameless plug, but, like, it is, but, like, it's fresh in my head, but, it it's good. It entertained the shit out of me. It's good. But I could see guys like Dave being like this empty arena match is stupid. He he's he's taking a phone call in the middle of a match. Well if he, if he took a phone call in the middle of the match in the Tokyo dome, that would be fun. That's right. Five size. Ten size. Uh, all right, I have to go again. Yes. All right, so this is my pivot man, because this statement I think a lot of people will agree with, but I'm very stern on it and i I'm, I'm not willing to be moved on it. Uh, I love Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus The Rock from WrestleMania 18. It's the best match of all time. Okay, I'm not I'm not willing to move on that. I know Savage uh, Warrior is a better uh, thing and it has a better emotional core. But I, I was I'm jaded. I was there at the Sky Dome. Uh, but it's it's the best match of all time. I'm not I'm not I'm not moving from the pedestal. That's why that's why it's in the middle of the list because some people are gonna agree. And hey, if you haven't watched, and this is for everybody out there. Aaron's uh, take of WrestleMania three, Hogan versus Andre down mm. here in the links. Fucking mm-hmm. watch it. It's the same thing for me that he was talking about. But yeah. Now, yeah. Now, hey, we're buddies. I get it. If you don't agree.
0: Um. Uh, I mean, you know, it's funny. I, recently, I asked on on the, the the chat form that we have, I said is um, I said something about Savage Steamboat. And I said, is Stabage Steamboat still like considered the greatest of all time? And everyone's like, it's not even the best match on that card. I was like, oh yeah. fucking, get the hell out of here, okay? And I was like, easy does it now. Um it's a great match. I, I mean, I I understand I understand why it was Hogan Rock. Um, because you weren't gonna do Hogan Austin. I think Hogan I think Austin didn't wanna work with Hogan because of just the way things had been in the past. So I can understand him being a little bit hesitant on that and everything. So but you had a great actually, I don't hate Austin Hall either. So I think that's a good thing as well. I mean, it would have been nice to see Austin like Nash just because I think Kevin Nash probably could have gone better than Scott Hall. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's a great match. I think it is a great match. I'm not going to give you a shit for it. Um, it's not my favorite match of all time, but I also wasn't there and you said you were there and half that battle is being there, you know?
1: Yeah. I I was there in full Hogan garb. So I was one of the early adopters. Uh, uh, just, you know, I had the old school Hulk rules bandana on. Oh, wow. Um, like I was, I wore bandanas every day back then, but that's not here nor there. But the fact is I went home and fished it out of the box. I, was, I had just turned 19, Keith. I was in Canada. I was drunk. Sure. Good for you. But even on rewatches, like, it's just crowd engagement is big for me. Like, yeah. it, it might be the biggest thing, to be honest yeah. with you. No, I love a, that.
0: And that's, and that's one of those matches. That's that kind of match. It it, it was the. It's a total crowd match. So I, I get you on that. Sure. Um, All right. Well, let me see what you think about this. I think, uh, and now this is where it's starting to get a little bit more. And this is, again, hear me out. I still, I I still love the concept of the Royal Rumble and or the Money in the Bank ladder match, but I am sick of it always being like the winner getting a shot at da da da, da, da. Um, I think they've changed it a little bit in you know recent years, like Charlotte winning and then challenging Ron, uh, Rhea Ripley for the NXT title. Um, I think, I think. Austin Theory used it to cash in on the U.S. title, the money in the bank.
1: I think he cashed in and lost. Yeah. No, wait,
0: maybe he, no, you're right. You're right. He did, I think. He yeah, did. I think, yeah. like, Bobby Lashley was, like, the U.S. champion, and then, like, I think, like, I think that was one of the times Brock came in and, like, fucked him up, and then he went and he pinned Bobby yep. Lashley or something. So, as a concept, I still love it, though, and it's funny, I was watching, Um, I like watching Young Rock, and this just came up recently. I was watching the one where, it's talking about Pat Patterson when he was young and in the 1960s and everything. And, and he was, he's telling the how he comes up with the concept of the Royal rumble. And I'm like, that obviously probably didn't happen that way, but whatever. I'm like, I could still, I know that Pat Patterson came up with the rumble and just listening to how they explained it again. I was like, God, it's such a, that's such an amazing match. I still get, that's probably my most favorite pay-per-view of the year. Um, I still love it. I love, betting on it with my friends. Like we all pick numbers and stuff like that just to see who wins. It's just, and I, and like I said, the whole concept of like winning a chance at a championship, I'm okay with. It's just always, I guess it's more or less like, I don't think it needs to be, I I would love to see them mix it up a little bit. You know, I don't like the, um, The obviousness of who wins like I want like I I was saying, I go, what would be so great next year is if like Ricochet won just out of nowhere, like have somebody that wins it that shouldn't even win it. Like, I think one of the one of the only things that's great about 89, except for the Hogan Savage interaction, is that Big John Stud won, And everyone's like, who the fuck? Why is Big John Stud winning this? So, yeah that's that's just my theory on
1: that so it's interesting because we're higher up on the list uh i watched the most recent Rumble with my son he's 10 we we were marking out for gunther we were on board the gunther express but here's the kicker in the back of my head the whole time i knew cody was winning even though we were like come on gunther like right so it was a funny it's always a great ride but when it's over you're like "Mm, i mean i mean why did i get why did i invest well, it's cause I, and I
0: think like this year, like, I don't even know why I know that Rhea Ripley, see like Rhea Ripley's she's, she's probably like one of the best parts of the show, mm-hmm. but it had nothing to do with her winning the women's title It's she's the best part of the show. Cause of all her things she's doing with judgment day. So for her to yeah. win the, for her to win the rumble, it's like, okay, so I guess they're going to go down this road now and have her be, you know, now obsessed with the world title, I guess. But it like it didn't make sense going into it. And I'm like, why is she the odds on favorite to win? And then she ends up winning. I don't know. It was, it was kind of odd to me, but
1: I was uh, hoping she was going to challenge for the U S or intercontinental personally. That would have been good. You know,
0: that would have been good.
1: Like right? I'm not, I don't know how I feel about intergender matches, but I do feel that uh, I'm, I'm comfortable watching Rhea Ripley do it. Uh, uh, yeah. I
0: think at that, at the, at the, at the E level, I think it's gotta be a similar situation like a China Yes. Or I guess in this case, Rhea Ripley, uh, just because she does look like she literally manhandles every other woman she's in the ring with. So
1: I love the gimmick of her helping Judgment Day and being like, what? What? Exactly. Because yeah. someone's going to have to get her. But can we embrace that? I mean, they're, we yeah, they're not we there. Y-
0: they're not there yet, though. Like that's I, the whole thing is they're not there yet. I don't I, think I, they're there on the like, indie scene,
1: but they're not yeah. there yet. I feel yeah, like if yeah, they did that and we didn't pop for it, Rhea, the person would be pissed. Like exactly. this, like we built to this for a year. Like, of course, I want to take this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, fucking go for it. If she's got, if if all if all contractors buy in, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, because it's their safety that matters, not my feelings. I like feelings. I'm just saying. In this case, fucking Rhea.
0: And kind of speaking of Rhea, this leads into my next one. Which is, I still get a kick out of and I still mark off for love stories and wrestling. Um, I do like The Savage and Liz from Seven, the friggin' the Kurt and Stephanie from the summer of 2000, um, Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio.
1: Like, okay, that, that's a little different. That fucking <laughs> rules.
0: But it's just, I still get a kick. I mean, I would even say, ugh, as much as I like, don't want to say like the Matt Hardy and Lita thing, it was kind of okay. It was a lot better done when it was like leader and edge. Um, and then but I mean, do you remember like the Chris Jericho and Trish Stratus one yeah. right before like they turned on Jericho at WrestleMania? It was such good shit. So I still get a kick out of love stories
1: in wrestling. Absolutely. It comes I was, at the heart. And this was, is the month of love. So, you know, I was trying to think like um, it's really cool if they can if, if they tried it across face heel lines. Yes. And if it elevates both to like the world title status, like if it was the main event program, like Mm. some like we just happen to be together and look at this. You know, we're also challenging for the gold at WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. A good opportunity to bring back something I was plowing through the network on the mixed match challenge. Mm. That was dumb, but I think it's a fantastic concept. Do a pay-per-view. Sure. Do a tournament. Sure. Uh, it you know because you got like uh, I think it was like Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliss. I'm not a big Strowman fan, but the point is is that they created like a, some sort of a gimmick together. Yeah. Like
0: bring it back. And at the same time, I think they were doing that show where they were driving together.
1: Mm, yes. And
0: so that was on the network, and that was kind of fun too. It like it led to a little bit of that backstage, the natural or at least you can say natural backstage. You know. Yeah,
1: they had like boss with the, Sasha was with Balor, and they had boss. Yeah. They were the boss club. Yeah. Yeah, good time. Anyway, that, that's just, but you could pivot something like that into a storyline like, we won this thing. You want to go celebrate? You know, I mean, I'm just saying. Now, sure. flip, flip side, I'm not much of a fan because to me, it's more Matt Hardy lead out, less Randy Liz. Yes, that's true. So I'm disagreeing, but I love the pick because well, I think I a think,
0: lot of. I think I heard the rumor now that they're they're going to try to push a, uh, a love triangle with Becky. Um, Seth and um, Bailey.
1: And call me like... when it's call me when it's Becky Seth in theory. All right. <laughs> I'll call you in September ends. Yeah. When they're fighting. Tell, call me when they do something like that's actually different. Um, <laughs> because with Bailey, it's too obvious that it's like a scheme. It's an evil scheme. It's too obvious. Right. right. All right. So I'm on my four. Fuck mm-hmm. Fuck it. I, I love the invasion. It okay. felt like the most important thing to ever happen to me. I was, I had just graduated high school. It was the summer before I was moving to college, and I'm not trying to give you my fucking autobiography. That doesn't matter. It matters to me. But every night was appointment. I worked at a video store. I remember closing the store early because it closed at 9. I closed at 8.50 and drove home the night. And, and it stems from the fact that that was the night that ECW and WCW merged. <laughs> But for but but for one hour, I thought it was a three-way invasion. And it was just, it's handled wrong. And towards September, it really falls apart. But stage one of the invasion, where the titles aren't hot-potatoing as much, and it feels... Like, I don't the, like... It sucks the, that Austin's in charge.
0: The invasion pay-per-view is a pretty decent pay-per-view... My only problem with the the, my only problem with the whole angle altogether is you ended up having guys who were either never involved with WCW or guys who were unceremoniously fired from WCW leading WCW. Mm -hmm. You had a guy like Jericho, who, for the most part, made his bones in WCW Mm -hmm. and didn't support them, which I thought was kind of odd like Jericho seemed like the guy that should have turned on them and turned on the alliance or turned on the WWF and went to the alliance because he made his bones in both WCW and ECW but he stayed with WWF which was odd um and then it just the, it's the over-involvement of the McMahons that just, like, Shane shouldn't have been, wasn't he in both fucking tag matches? He was in the tag match at the Invasion, and he's in the tag match of Survivor Series. and it's yeah. like he shouldn't you know have been she, in the series. He shouldn't have been in either one of them, I feel like. It's like, you know well, what, let him be no the, you know, like, let he's him be him not on in. The, he's, he's
1: not. not in it's, the, it's Booker, DDP, Dudleys, and Rhino. Oh, so he's not
0: in the Invasion? No. Okay. All right. Well, then. Inaugural brawl. I couldn't be a goddamn guy. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. That's okay. okay. And I don't
1: say that to correct you. I just.
0: No, but that's good because, I mean, I just. I think, like, my thing, one of the things that has always been a pet peeve of mine is the over involvement of the McMahons. Um, And, and again, I mean, I. And you'll never get me to disagree with Vince being on television back in the day because it was the greatest. The McMahon Austin feud was the greatest feud of all time. Um, But just after that, it was like they needed to stop. Like Shane McMahon just got so annoying so quick. Stephanie
1: is good in short bursts at best. Let's say they do everything the same with the exact same roster, okay? But once Shane and Stephanie announced that they purchased – once they do the merger and Stephanie walks out in the dress and does the look, they say – And here are the people we've hired to run. And Heyman gets in the ring and Eric Bischoff comes out. They still have the same talent. They do the same matches, the same overindulgence with the belts. But Bischoff and Heyman are in charge of the alliance. Um,
0: I think it increases it. I think it improves it a lot. I don't even think you need Bischoff. I think you could have had Paul Heyman because he was a big deal in both. He was a big deal in both. Obviously, you're going back. But also the roster thing, I mean – they had the they had the invasion angle with the best known guys. The top guys that they had were DDP, who they embarrassed, and then Booker T, who they kind of embarrassed as well. So I just I don't know. It's, it's a it's a that's a that's a whole nother show. You and I could do a whole nother multiverse of fabulousness where we try to rebook the actual invasion angle correctly.
1: <laughs> I'll freely admit it's definitely like a. I love it. Like, I love the movie Mannequin. Like, I get it. Like, I know, you know, but at the same time, I just, I'm not going to turn it off. Mm. You know? Okay. I'm not going to turn it off. No. Alrighty. Do I have to go again? Yes. Okay. I just didn't want to fuck up the... Nope. This is your number three. This is something that uh, I love regardless. Starcade 90 Collision Course main evented by the black scorpion versus sting in a steel cage and featuring the pat o'connor memorial tournament of tag teams have you seen the show yeah of course Heyman and jim ross are on commentary <laughs> the black scorpions interest is amazing but <sighs> jr's insistence to use the starcade stats like they have these things called, uh, well, well uh, Bobby Eaton's from H- the Dark Side, former Hunter of Alabama. If we could just pull up with the StarCade stats. It's like a graphic with name, weight, location, and a fun little fact. And he's like, can we get the StarCade stats? Can we get the StarCade stats? Can we get the StarCade stats? And then they finally show up. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they call, Ray, They, they uh, Jim Ross doesn't know if it's Rey Mysterio or Rey Mysteric because on the on the key it's Rey Mysteric. So he'll say it three different ways in less so than 30 good. seconds. It's so, so good. It's so bad. It's so good. It's an all timer. I will put it on in the background, the way people put on Royal Rumble '92.
0: Uh, I don't. I like Starcade '90 actually. I don't. I don't hate that. I think I loved all the old early like the '90s, early '90s, late '80s. Well, shit. I like all the 80s. I think NWA WCW is great. I think it wasn't really it didn't really start to turn bad until I don't think it turned bad until they signed Hogan. But that's just yeah. my that's just my deal. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I friggin do the skyscrapers. Come on. Yeah, they reunite for me?
1: 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's, it's great. Uh, it's so good. And there's the, the dude from the Soviet Union, Zangief, who's like the basis for Zanki from Street Fighter. Yes. He's like big hairy man.
0: Yes. So good. So good. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, where, the, uh, al- where else are you going to see Rey Mysterio
1: Sr.? Yeah. And, or the <laughs> Team New Zealand's like one of the dudes from Public Enemy, Colonel DeClerc. Uh, Well, Colonel DeClerc and and Jim Ross goes on all night about the seeding of each team. Well, our Japanese team is on uh, seed number two. <laughs> Uh, seat number two, well, of course, number one seat United States tacking tournament, uh the, 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 the Steiner brothers the Bros. Uh t- Terry Taylor's the son of a physician looking at the Starcade <laughs> stats. Star- and then the Starcade stats for the Black Scorpion, Ugh. it's just all question marks. Like it's the final boss in a fighting game. But not only that, but like Luger and Hansen's a great match. See! You got you got Doom and Anderson and
0: Wyndham. I mean, those are that's a that's a hell of a pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean I think the fact I put it so high is because the tournament has some stinkers where it's like, and, uh, yeah, there's too the many f- of them and the Scorpion People, I mean, and the guy who's refereeing that match, who's like, I'm the toughest guy to definitely do you mean, the, the Bruza Is that who? Okay. Thank you. Thank I you. Think the but I will say that the,
0: you had a hell of a tournament final with Steiners and, uh, Muter and Saito. So, I mean, yes. you know. That's a great, that's, you know, that's Prime Steiner brothers. So.
1: And, of course, I is like, well, I always got a battle of uh, Detroit, uh, to, to Ford and Tokyo, or Ford and Toyota. He turns it into a fucking car thing like it's an S- 80s movie. Oh, uh, the stats. Can I get one <laughs> more of this? Can I get more of the start, start, start uh, stats? And now, if we can sort of Starcade stats for Colonel DeClerk. Uh, <laughs> he's born in uh, New York City uh, by way of uh, South Africa. Uh, <laughs> jo- Johnny, he hadn't had his stroke yet. <laughs> oh, uh, Colonel DeClerk. Uh, uh, seated. Uh, their late seat. their late entry against uh, the the Malinkos and Chris Benoit, a Pegasus kid, who I think both appear The Malencos appear. No, that's the oh, NWA that's, United yeah, Tag Title.
0: NWA, yeah, that's the NWA t- Tag match with, with um, the
1: Puerto Rican. Do you love the Puerto Rican team? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Bill Watts. Now, something happened with the Puerto Rican team. If there even was an accident, uh, Puerto Rican team.
0: Fucking Beef Wellington. His name is Beef. His name Beef Wellington. Oh, boy. That's another great tournament.
1: I did a show on that. I'm not shamelessly plugging, but I'm just saying, like, I love it that much, and that's why I'm laughing. You know, before we even knew each other, I did a show on that. So So it just hit me right here, man. That NWA tournament. (laughs) Now, folks, uh, uh, Dr. Death and uh, Baby Bam Terry Gordy are taking on a Colonel DeClerc in a handicap match. Uh, (laughs) Colonel DeClerc, of course, number 48 seed.
0: Out of Out of South Africa. Uh, Dude, Colonel
1: DeClerk teaming with Kato. I'm done. Yeah.
0: <sighs> okay. All right. So back to me. Uh, this is my, now we're in the top three here. So this <laughs> is, this is one that is, um, I loved when finishers were finishers and not transitional moves. There is nothing that drives me more insane than seeing somebody hit someone with a DDT. And then that guy gets up immediately afterwards. I hate it. Um, I am never going to be a fan of transitional moves being, having been finishers. Uh, I loved it when you hit the finisher, when Jake hit you with the DDT, that was it. When Savage hit you with the elbow, that was it. When the Warrior fucking press slammed you, that was it. And I'm sorry, um, I don't like when they take finishers and turn them into transitional moves.
1: So how I feel about that is very cartoony. For some reason, I believed that when Jake the Snake did the DDT, he... He had trained for that. He'd met, he'd he'd set up scenarios and run it on when he trained with his managers and mm-hmm. his fitness team. Like that was mm-hmm. the move he perfected. Yeah. So if so, if Honky Tonk Man tries it, he's gonna do it all wrong. But Honky Tonk Man perfected the shake rattle, and roll. Savage perfected the elbow. Hogan sure. perfected I'm gonna sound like a broken record. Yes. So I totally see where you're coming from. I feel like I'm okay with it. Like if Rollins does a DDT, it's like, well, he's not Jake though. He doesn't have Jake's DDT power. I know that's silly, but.
0: No, it's, it makes sense in a cartoony way, but I think that it would be nice if they kept some of those, some of those moves. Protected. Protected. Like I, everybody throws a friggin' sweet chin music and it's, and they even call it that. Like, it's like, they even call it the sweet chin music. And it's just, to me, it's like, and I would love to see them take a couple of them back. Like. Like set, like Kevin Owens, uh, step up power bomb or whatever. Like that should be it. End of story. Yeah. And they should keep it that way. And then you can have guys do, you know, and this isn't a turning into a five moves of doom. It more or less turns into every, it's a kickout fest. And that's something I do not get behind is the kickout fest. I don't like that. I don't like it on the indie scene. I don't like it in the E I don't like it in the W or AEW. I don't like the kickout fests. Um,
1: it's funny oh, you brought up. Oh god. Oh god. No, go ahead. What's well, funny you brought up Austin or Owen specifically. I don't like Owens doing the stunner because I feel like there are some moves that need to be protected. Like you're not going to stop Ray Mysterio from doing a random leg drop in the middle of a match. I don't yep. care. He yep. doesn't. Nobody. But nobody drops a leg like Hogan did. Right. The stunner. The stunner is too associated with one specific person because it's never been a transition move or a move that other people do. Uh-huh. To me, it's like that's where I draw the line. You know, uh uh or a, a rock bottom, I'm not so yeah. much, but there's something about like the stunner specifically. Yeah. It's so yeah. specific. Well, that's also
0: like that's also like the um the, the DDT. I feel like that's a specific move that doesn't
1: need to be destroyed. I wonder when people started casually using the DDT. And I don't I disagree think, with
0: you. I think it was the rock. I think the rock started using it as a transitional move, just like he used the shopshooter as a transitional move. And it was like once he started doing that, I think everybody started to. And it's funny because like Alexa Bliss tried to bring back the DDT as a finisher and like nobody Mm. bought it anymore.
1: It's been too long. Exactly. So at least nobody's using that fucking overdrive. Do you remember the overdrive? The playmaker of MVP would do it. I think that was Orton's first finisher. I thought you were going to bring up DDP and Orton. No, 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 no. Because each of them have had it for so long. They've had their it's their own thing. Yeah. But I like Ah. uh, I like the cutter.
0: Yeah, and I think and it's funny because Orton's one of the few that I think I feel like when he hits the, you know, the uh, out of nowhere, it's like it's still kind of, you know,
1: lasts. Sure. Sticks, yes, it does. But, yeah, it does. It does. Um, you know, you're not going to see when Randy Orton someday retires, they're not going to give it to the next guy from NXT as the fan. I hope not. I hope not. It should gestate. Um,
0: But speaking of finishing moves. There is one. It's not really a finishing move, at least that I see it when it happens. But and everyone hates this. Everybody hates this, especially uh Jim Cornette. But I still think it's I love it. It looks gorgeous when it's done right. And that's the Canadian Destroyer. I love that freaking <laughs> move. I it's everybody hates it. I'm like one of the few people I think that likes it. Um It is the Goofiest freaking move <laughs> because it it totally is it's a total kayfabe move right because there if you know anything about professional wrestling at all it, the most remedial knowledge of it you know that it takes both guys to do it or both women to do it and I still love it so sometimes I like, sometimes I can't tell who's getting hit <laughs> well because it definitely looks like it's t- it, the guy's taking it all on his ass right so it's <laughs> it's like it doesn't look like a pile driver at all.
1: I am all for moves that that looks like it was a risk to you to do it. Like the five stars. Yes. You know,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: So but I, I
0: also, I, I also, I just like it cause it looks real good. And uh, there's not a ton of new moves that have been out recently like in recent years that look real good. Sure. Um, I think there's that move that that girl on NXT does that everybody's got a big thing for now. I can't remember who, her name or the move, but there's, like, this one that she does, like, off the top rope. It kind of looks like a stunner. I think it's almost... Ember like, Moon? No, it's not Ember
1: Moon. Ember Moon, her move was fantastic. It was, but when it... I'm not throwing shade. I like Ember Moon. A, she didn't hit it a lot, though. Exactly. If you don't hit it, it yeah. looks bad. Yeah. I like snap Canadian destroyers. I don't like the... If yeah. someone's just, like, creeping and they do the jump and it happens, like a yeah. snap suplex... It, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, if they named, renamed it the Dave's Triple, Cornette would love it. <laughs> you know. All right. Now,
0: uh, geez, you're up now.
1: All right. I think I have to do a, the two and one. Or, or do you, that was your two?
0: That was my two, yes. Yeah, so okay, I then four. I don't
1: feel bad doing my one. Then you can finish. All right. All right. Number two. I love the first, like, <laughs> 35 weeks of NWA TNA Weekly pay-per-views. Oh. I love me some Sonny Siaki. I love me some fucking oh, hooray, ding, ding, like when they announced TNA never dies. When's it coming back? That's what really just pushed me through the limit of being like, um, Take it to the limit. I, I like, I like, I, I listen to everything, but that's one of my favorite shows because I thought I was the, I mean, they hate it. Or, you know, they have fun with it, but, mm-hmm. and I don't love it. It's the same reason you watch Ed Wood. Yeah. You know, it's the same reason yeah. you watch Birdemic. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to kill my credibility. It's the reason people go see The Room at midnight mm-hmm. and yell the lines. Uh, weekly TNA is just fucking glorious. And hey, uh, rest in peace to Jerry Jared. Yeah. He's on those shows. That's how I know who he is.
0: Yeah. Um, I will. Uh, I'll give you that. I'm not going to say too much on it, but uh, I, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, it's so funny. Every time you go, you stop and you kind of pause. I go, oh, what is he going to say? And then when you said the invasion angle, I'm like, oh, my God, what is this top three? <laughs> <laughs> so I will say I am, I am dying to know what is your number one entry on
1: the top ten list? Well, it's a concept, much like most of yours have been. It's a concept. <laughs> you can sum it up with a number, the number 50. And this is why you need to watch on the YouTubes.
0: Oh God, what are you doing? Why do you have that?
1: So please please tell me somebody bought that for you. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Somebody named Johnny C went to a SmackDown. Now we'll explain, went to a SmackDown in 2017, specifically because I knew I could go and buy that shirt. And I knew they would have it because he was the WWE champion. He's the 50th WWE champion, Oh boy! the modern day Maharaja. And what I held up was my modern day Maharaja shirt. Now, It's not gender as WWE champion, it's new champions. Okay. And it goes back to 1992 Mm -hmm. when I turned on Superstars and Mean Gene was like, here in Saskatoon, a new champion. And Bret Hart comes out, who I hate. And I'm like, but at the time I was like, Bret Hart won the gold, he's not a champion guy. It's guys like Bret's first victory, Sheamus putting Cena through the table at TLC. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one I'm forgetting. Um fuck, who is it? JBL. Mm. I get reinvested in the product when mm-hmm. they promote someone out of the blue, unexpected, that should not be promoted. It okay. gets me, it gets my ass in the door to see if they're how they're gonna how they're gonna handle it. It's like brand management to me. It fascinates me. Gender being the most recent I could think of, because he held it for some time yes i went to a smackdown in dayton and i was yelling don't hinder gender i was fucking bowing his song i don't care his music fucking rules okay but i was yelling colossus don't hinder gender okay okay, okay. Don't. don't i'm hinder not gender.
0: i'm not gonna say a damn thing
1: i'm gonna say a goddamn thing oh, there's a goddamn man
0: there's uh a, god goddamn,
1: a goddamn turban now, that's okay. Now, I'm not saying he can't wear that, but he's representing his company. He's representing everyone in this world. This gag is not going well. Um, I love how this, the Singh twins or the Singh brothers bounce around like ping-pong balls for Randy Orton at that backlash. I re-watched the backlash match and it, and the TLC match where Sheamus wins. I love the bull rope match where, where JBL wins. I love JBL as champion. Yeah. yeah, 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 Who saw it coming? So, Take a mid-card guy that should never be champion, make him champion, uh-huh. and you're getting a shirt sale at least out of old Johnny C. <laughs> that elephant. God King, that elephant looks dangerous. I think he should be the champion. And if that's some sort of like thing that's not an elephant, it's it's ignorance, and I apologize. <sighs>
0: okay. All right. Well, that leaves it down to me, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you top that.
0: Not kidding. I, of course. I, no, I. Oh, I have it. Oh, yes. oh, believe me, yes. my number one tops it. Good. Because no one, like you said earlier, the internet, uh, the internet's gonna hate this pick. Um, AEW is gonna hate this pick. Everybody's gonna hate my number one. My number one on my top ten list of things in WWE, things in professional wrestling, I love, even though we shouldn't. Triple H. <laughs> I love Triple H. I love the game. I am probably the second biggest fan of the game behind my brother. <laughs> we love Triple H. I love him for what he was in wrestling when he was in wrestling. I love him for what he still is today. I I love the guy. I think he's the best booker in 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 in, in, in professional wrestling right now. Put him on the board. I am a huge Triple H mark. Always have been,
1: always will be. Um, I love the brand synergy, Keith, because even though they're disparate, guess when I was the biggest Triple H fan? Mm. When he first won the belt on Raw after sure. SummerSlam 99, because he was a new guy that was being yep. elevated. Absolutely. My, I, I also have a brother who's a huge Triple H fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... It's hard to disagree with how much he's given um, yeah. that reign of terror, though, man, that. The, that. the, the beard, that
0: the that. fucking. Nope. I love him. There's nothing. He doesn't do That's uh, Everything he did was specifically designed to get to where he's at today. And I think that he's the oh, look, the guy literally came into wrestling. They said, hey, you don't drink, huh? He goes, no. Okay, good. You get to be the DD and drive around with the biggest pieces of shit in professional wrestling, and he really didn't kill it. I don't think, aside from the one thing I think that he did wrong was the Booker T thing. Other than that, which that's a big deal, because I think Booker T should have won the title at 19. But aside aside from that, everything he did, he played it perfectly. You have to remember, this is a guy who was literally the biggest fans of Flair, and Holly Race, and those guys put over guys when they wanted to and when they felt it was the right guy. Flair never put over Luger, but he was willing to do the job for Sting any and in all times. And that's just, that's the end. I'll, that's it. That's my piece. As opposed to a guy like Dusty, who everybody reveres so much, and Dusty booked himself in fucking main events all the time. Yeah. So I think Triple H, he learned from the best, he kept it going. And he's the future of any any part of that company, and I'm just the biggest Triple H. I'm the biggest Triple H mark. In fact, for years I used to say, if I could pick one person to go to lunch with, it would have been Vince McMahon. Nowadays, is if I could pick one person, it's I want to go to lunch with friggin' Triple
1: H. You're never gonna get an. Uh, you're you you will not get an argument out of me when it comes to the business person. Yeah. Um, you know the. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and rewatch the stuff that leaves a bad taste in my mouth is like Mania 27 with Taker, Mania yeah. 29, the shit with Roman. Yeah, I know. Um, but I feel it's like also, there... but I also feel like,
0: I also feel like that e- even that stuff with like the Roman stuff, it was like Roman wasn't freaking nobody was buying in Roman Reigns anyway.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, so I feel like he didn't necessarily, you know, he didn't necessarily kill it i think he was trying to save it and it's like what better way to get heat than to go up against the guy that everyone has hated almost his entire friggin' run in the company
1: let's not forget this guy laid down and lost the gold to vince and hogan yeah um i love like i like triple h when he was first with dx a lot i had the um the yes. triple h uh uh, yeah. seal of a the seal the, the, I always called it I thought it was a blood splatter but it's like yeah. a wax seal shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. One That's of my great. biggest regrets is I went to a show that had the the H with the cube symbol and it's mm-hmm. good to be the king. I didn't press to get that shirt. Yeah. So Triple H, you know what? I see the synergy. I like when they interv- it, when they bring guys up they maybe shouldn't. When they put Triple H in DX, I was like, what is this? And he yep. became awesome. He gets the gold. He's awesome. Yep. I'm cool. gonna have to rewatch that middle era. All right as it stands the the three stages of hell is probably his best match mm. uh for me to watch except for the ten man tag on raw before wrestlemania 2000. Yeah, i do his, like the i like the wrestlemania 2000 main event yeah but his
0: two against foley before that wrestlemania oh, yeah. that's yeah. those th- the two against foley is like and it's funny because that's where like he says like he goes i, I think it's either him or it's somebody else but they were like Mick made Triple H in that in those two matches he made. And that's where Triple H went from mid card guy who happened to win the title to legit main eventer. And for anybody that says he was never the guy, he was always the guy that worked with the guy. That's a total bunch of bullshit, because, again, I always go back to what Piper said and I'm not comparing him to Piper, but I always go back to what Piper said where he goes there never would have been a Hulk Hogan if there wasn't a Roddy Piper. And and I agree that completely. There never would be a da 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 if you didn't have a guy like Triple H, because you have to have that one guy on the roster that everyone hates, everyone wants to see get their comeuppance. And for many 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 years, that was Triple H, and that's why I think he's just one of the best.
1: I was all in on the two man power trip. I wish it would last. Absolutely. I was all in on that. I thought
0: that would would have been great leading into the invasion, like what they would have done with that. You know, like where does Triple H's allegiance lie?
1: And he could have elevated the intercontinental. Like, you know, I mean, I don't want It's not revisionist history, but I just feel like Triple H is one of those guys that, yes, he's probably especially on the business side. Mm -hmm. I probably leave with a fuzzier feeling than most. Mm -hmm. But that slog of the ruthless era. Like, yeah, it's a slog,
0: though. It's it's a a slog slog all around.
1: Yes. You said it there's perfectly. A lot, there's
0: a lot of shit that's bad in that Ruthless Aggression era.
1: Yeah, um, and the and the early Cena years. I just... uh, You know, the DX Reformations. Mm-hmm. I just can't... I no. did like a Sting match. I thought a Sting match was the right level of, like, spectacle type of match.
0: Yeah, my only downside is
1: Sting should have won, I feel. Oh, sure, sure. Don't get me like, wrong. Like, but yes. I think,
0: but also, I mean... <laughs> It fed exactly into the invasion. Like that was the thing with the invasion is you always knew the WWF was going to go over no matter what. Anytime like Sting was never going to go over Triple H. It's just you know he was never
1: no. I love when uh, he gets in a fight with Schwarzenegger. Triple H. That's one of my favorite episodes of SmackDown when Triple H. I'm here to promote End of Days, but I'm going to punch you. It's great. It is amazing. Well shit, I can't. I, I we breezed yeah, but I love it. i hope I hope it was something that people could, you know digest. it's It was a little more focused on our individual aspects, but it led to good conversations about the product as it's yeah. changed over the years. Yeah, uh, so less auto Octavius, more Auto Vaughn, whatever that wrestling guy was. I don't fucking know. Um, you know, a key. Uh, aside from, uh, I know that we're going to be at the convention center citing autographs with Colonel DeClerk next week. Is there anything else you want to promote? Colonel DeClerk, stick it around, folks. Get used to it. Uh, I
0: mean, I don't think it's dropped yet, but if it has already, I mean, like I said earlier, I was, I didn't, I did a recently did a making Mount Rushmore, um, Mm -hmm. on the place to be nation pop feed. Uh, this was on, we did our making Mount, we did our Mount Rushmore of TV couples. So, um. You should listen to that TV and movies. We did TVs and then we did movies. I think you'll get a kick out of our list. We had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of good, a lot of good conversation. Really funny. It was really, really funny. I think that would like, I think we almost did like two and a half hours on that. That was really good. Um, obviously you can hear me on GFA live. That's on, um, Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, And, um, I recently was on the Cronoso monthly. We did, I did the, uh, WrestleMania three, I did Savage Steamboat. So I reviewed Savage Steamboat and, um, that's, like I said, one of my favorites of all time. And,
1: um, I I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good listen, but I don't catch up about it. That was a good, you you happened to be right after mine. Uh, ironically, that made me chuckle. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's a dream match to talk about regardless.
0: Sure. You know? um, Yeah. So that was a great, that was a great, uh, that was a great show to do. And then we have a new one coming out soon. And then um, I'm all over the, the uh, pop video jukebox song of the day on a uh, place to be pop. So, uh, you know, the check Se- that
1: out with Seinfeld Chronicles.
0: Oh yes. I did do the Seinfeld Chronicles. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to get the call for episode four and moving on. Yeah. That's, you can see me on
1: video. So, so I'm just going to put this worm in your ear. You have a direct line to the bosses. Yes. I don't know if it'll be in, in this decade, but when we get to when you guys get to the Fraga episode in the yep. last season, I need to be on the panel. <laughs> right,
0: I'll, I'll make sure I include you in that.
1: <laughs> the Lopper. If if
0: they keep me around that long, I'll make sure that you're in there as well.
1: That's the last season though, but that's my favorite episode of Seinfeld. Uh, there's a shit take, and I know what it is, Loper. but it's also the yeah the Lopper deck. Or Loper. no, Jerry's the one that has the Lopper. Well, yeah. I do want to give a shout out to all the shows here on the feed. Wrestling Above Replacement, um, The Wrestling War Zone, which to me is just an amazing show to listen to. Um, You know, it's what brought me to Know So Directly. I came over from Place to Be, so a shout out to them. They're here every Monday. I love New Gen on a Mission because they cover superstars along with the pay-per-views. Ruthless Aggressive did a bang-up job on WrestleMania 19. I will say that even though you're never going to convince me it's better than 17, it was a great show to listen to, cut in multiple parts um i don't want to forget anyone but check out the youtube feed uh jenny position or jenny shows on every wednesday keith i know we're going to grace her with our presence here sometime in the future yep. um but there's so much stuff to to listen to it, it fits your fandom basically cheap plug for my own feed the new tnn yes, yes. the channel that that wwe raw moved to the new tnn i did uh, four and a half hours on the 1997 epic batman and robin uh it almost ruined my life but I came out on the other end very happy, and it just dropped a show an episode on Halftime Heat, but I'm not going to talk about myself, but I think if you like this show, you'd like it. Awesome. So why not? Well, um, thank, thank you so much for
0: having me on tonight.
1: Oh, dude. Uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, next month, we're old enough to drink. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't – I can't promise it, but – Uh, Last March, we started a Multiverse of Fabulousness tradition that I might want to carry on. Okay. So, Keith, if you haven't listened to uh, the March episode, you should. Uh, But that being said, I know that one of my gags is I don't have a catchphrase, but I'm way too tired. So I do have a catchphrase I use, and I'm going to adapt it to this. Uh, I'm Johnny C. He's E Langston. And a winner is you. (laughs) And that's our catchphrase. God bless. I hope you got later for Valentine's Day. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Uh, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. And uh <laughs> well, as they say in those fancy foreign <laughs> films that Otto Octavius directs, they say fan. So fan.